When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm going to share something with you. That might put me in a very negative light, yeah. Relationships are not my forte. <laughs> See if someone grabbed up my wife for saying completely different ballgame. I'll walk away from here and this has been like a therapy session. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast and joined by Gareth A. Davis, of course, this ongoing situation with Connor Ben is changing by the day. And we'll come on to Connor and um, your latest thoughts on that situation in a bit. But first, uh, let's start off with uh, a video that everyone was talking about last night with uh, Tyson Fury and True Geordie. Tosser, you know, Tosser. <laughs> So I won't be doing any more interviews with your little toss-pot beard. No worries, man. Thanks very much. Kiss my balls, <laughs> you little, <one. laughs> little shit house. Have you worked out how to close this phone? Are you all right? Suck Hit the button at the bottom. Get your initial thoughts on that, please, Gareth. Um, it was an unusual interview in the way that True Geordie went about it, I think. Obviously, they decided to spend time together. True Geordie has a massive following, of course. Um, fascinating character. But I wondered whether the, the order in which he'd done the interview and, and how he's pressing him so hard on the Chisora fight, um, but quite negative about it, that you can be negative about it. A lot of people are. Um, I think Frank Warren told me on Saturday night, came on TalkSport, I think they've sold 58,000 tickets already. They'll sell out. It's the Tyson Fury show. Um, there is validity to questioning um, the veracity of a, of a trilogy fight between them because Tyson's won so convincingly, particularly the second time. I was there that night uh, when he switched southpaw and hit him with loads of left uppercuts and, and made Derek quit on his stool. But I think there was an element of wind-up in that. I don't know if they're friends. I don't know if it was parody going on. But I don't know if there was an element of wind-up from True Geordie. And when he got rid of Tyson, 
he said he was glad he'd recorded that on uh, on video because uh, he could tell that uh, having been uh, slagged a little bit, slanged off by uh, by Tyson, that uh, it would probably do numbers. I think it's done massive numbers, hasn't it? Um, as it does, Geordie's a, a you know true Geordie's a um, but he's a fight fan as well, isn't he? He's got a lot of fight fans. He's very involved with the YouTuber and white collar stuff, isn't he? Um, mm. But I think Tyson lost his rag with him a little bit towards the end. Um, got a bit frustrated with him. Um, he's got a lot going on. He's got that Netflix series going on. He's building towards Chisora. He's in camp day in, day out. You can see in the leanness of his face at the moment that he's working hard. Um, I don't know. What other takes did you have on it? If you're allowed to answer. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, so, as you said, people are negative about the Chisora fight the trilogy and therefore definitely those questions about Chisora and why Chisora has been given the shot have to be asked of course but I just thought the order of the interview was a bit strange um the opening question was about KSI the second question was about Conor Ben and I don't know I, th I thought you'd probably open up with Chisora make a couple of comments about why it's Chisora then further press him um, like he did and then come on to other topics. But I think the moment he asked about KSI and Conor Ben right at the start, which has really nothing to do with Tyson Fury and he's in camp, as he said, that kind of got him going at the start. So I thought it was a bit strange to open up the interview like that. Yeah, well, I think the thing is with True Geordie, he's uh, um, I'm not a huge follower of his, but I do know that he's quite a prevalent figure on YouTube. He's got a massive following. He, you know, he, he he knows how to press the right buttons, and I think he was doing that with Tyson to get a reaction. Um, you know, there was no reaction to Conor Ben. I'll, I'll give you mine on the latest. I've got a series of questions that I think need answering over the next few weeks. Um, I spoke to Matt Lawton of the Times that did that interview with um, with Conor last Friday that appeared. Um, and um, obviously there's a story in the sun. There were two stories, weren't there, with Connor? We'll come on to that. But um, yeah, I just think True Geordie was doing what True Geordie does. He, he you know, he, he's, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's an abrasive character. Um, he's a strong character and that's why he's followed. And um, I don't think Tyson Fury goes away from that and is going to start calling him out or anything. I can't remember, is True Geordie fighting as well or not? No, I don't believe he... Uh, no, he's an MC for some of the events, isn't he? But uh, he's done the last his own show, the KSI one. He did. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he, he, like Simon Jordan, like others, they're dipping into boxing. They're becoming, you know, voices on, on fight sports. Good luck to them, I say, you know. Uh, but you can see Tyson's in camp and he's getting ready for Derek. Doesn't want a banana skin ahead of that potential Alexander Usyk fight next year if that happens. I hope it does. Um so, uh, so we'll see. Aside from, as I said, the order of the interview, where he started about KSI, then Conor Ben, as I said, the, the Chisora questions um, were relevant and, and should be asked. So let's discuss that. Frank Warren's given his reasons as to why it's Derek Chisora. Tyson's now done the same thing. The main one, I think, was Joe Joyce was the one because he's a BT Frank Warren fighter. He's coming off a great win. Fury v. Joyce would be a great fight. Um, but Joe Joyce has declared himself now. He said that on camera at Wembley Arena on Saturday that he wasn't willing to fight on December 3rd. Um, and they are planning that fight with Joyce and Fury for the summer next year at a stadium. So, in your opinion, is Derek Chisora the most viable option? If you take Joe Joyce out of it. 
Yeah, I mean, as you say, Joe Joyce has removed himself. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's promoted by the same guy. I mean, at some point, if Tyson, as he said, he's had a, a, he's had a kind of shift in, in thoughts that he's going to stay around in boxing, realising that perhaps it is good for him to be around in boxing, perhaps for the next two or three years, um, wants to be active and fight twice a year. He will meet Joe Joyce at some point. He'll meet Daniel Dubois. That'll probably be one of the last fights he does. He'd probably meet Deontay Wilder again and Yusuk. Um, hopefully Anthony Joshua at some point, although he's ruled it out and he ruled it out the other day. Um, I think he'll, he'll meet all of these guys. Um, I don't agree with Joshua. I, I think that's gone. But I don't know about that. When Once it resurfaces again and, and, and the, all, all the chess pieces fit together, it would not surprise me at all, Umar, to see the fight. It's too much money in it. And, and it also depends on how they both go in the next couple of fights. If they're both victorious, if Anthony Joshua's victorious with a couple of knockouts and his resurgent, you know, he's, he, what is he, uh, two and three at the moment in his last five. So he needs a couple of wins. So it, it will all change. The landscape can change very quickly, especially when you've got an 80 million pound fight uh, at your disposal, which it would be between those two minimum, really, because it will still draw numbers, especially, as I say, if Tyson wins his next two against Derek and, and Alexander Usyk. And Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua could still become a mandatory to one of those belts. So yeah. um, I can't see. Well, I, he shouldn't. Tyson shouldn't dump a belt in the bin not to fight Anthony Joshua. It's a fight we want to see um, in this generation. I wouldn't back Tyson on not fighting him ever. I think it's nonsense. It's just the way Tyson's talking now because he's offered him that shot and it didn't get over the line. He just has, he's had enough. It, it's clear from his comments about Joshua. And Eddie, and he said this in an interview with True Geordie um, when it was aired last night, that he he's done with that. He doesn't want really to even um, entertain talking about them. That's him now. It'll change. Okay, okay. So but back to the point, Gareth. Can't be Joe Joyce, okay? The Joshua offer never, as I said, materialised. So it can't be Joyce, it can't be Joshua. Alexander Usyk was obviously the main target. He pulled himself out the running for this year, Alexander Usyk, because he wanted to spend some time with his family, obviously, with everything that's gone on in Ukraine, etc. And he, he was coming off a fight with Anthony Joshua anyways. Yeah. And that's going to happen early next year. So it can't be Usyk, it can't be Joshua, it can't be Joyce. Wilder just fought, and he's fought Wilder three times anyways, Fury. So looking around the landscape, Dillian White, he just fought in April. Who would you have gone for Bar Chisora? Well, Andy Ruiz is tied up with Deontay Wilder. I've got the list here. Frank Sanchez wouldn't sell. Arslan Beck Mukhmadov would not sell at all. Robert Hellenius has just been beaten. Anthony Joshua didn't want to fight him. He's beaten Dillian White. Going down the rankings here of the WBC. Otto Wallen, he's fought already. Martin Bacoli was a possibility. Yeah. Jan Kosobutsky, again, wouldn't have sold. Joseph Parker, he won't fight him yet. They're two closest friends. Luis Ortiz, nah, worse than, worse than Chisora. Uh, Michael Hunter, yeah, potentially. Derek Chisora, 14. Flip Hergovic, 15. The reason why they've gone for Derek Chisora, he's a big figure in British boxing. He's a cult figure. He helps sell the fight. He'll create some shenanigans in the build-up. You know, Frank, you gagged me um, on, the, on the press day at Tottenham. Um, and he knows how to sell a fight. And we know that these two guys have have been around. So it's just that. It just sells better than anyone else. Um, it's not the perfect fight. It's, as, as I've written myself in my Telegraph columns, it's not the Christmas present we wanted. The lights will be on. Um, we'll all be in our fur coats um, at Tottenham, uh, swigging glue vine. 
And um, we'll be there with Talk Sport, who've got the broadcast, by the way. So I'll be there with my colleagues from the Talk Sport team. We'll be doing that live. Just hope it's not too chilly. And I hope, my friend, it ain't fucking snowing. <laughs> yeah, that would be a bit of a disaster. So the three names that I picked up on really there were Michael Hunter, Martin Bacconi, and Philip Bergovich. Now, me and you and yeah, people yeah. watching this in boxing, right, recognise those names. And yeah, yeah. they would arguably be better than the Derek Zora trilogy, especially... I don't agree. That, okay, I, don't, but... I, don't, I don't think they're even that much better. Okay, but we've... What the but point is, maybe, we've seen... We've seen Fury and Chisora twice. So yeah. from that point of view, okay, something new. Philip Bergovich, Martin Bacoli and Michael Hunter. Okay? And they're more in their primes rather than Derek Chisora. Okay? So from that point of view, I get that. But you've got to realise, those 58,000 people who have bought tickets, the casual fans that will be tuning in, who Fury now has gripped, that won't mean anything more. In fact, the Chisora fight probably resonates more than a Hergovic, a Bacoli, and a Hunter. It just works. It just fits together in the jigsaw as a promotion. Um, I don't think either of those three would have fared any better against him. Um, I don't think it'll do massive numbers um, on the pay-per-view, in my view, hmm. but it will be a grand occasion. Um, and it's another opportunity you know, to see the Gypsy King. And it, it, it's it's a treading water fight is what I'd call it. It's a fun fight, treading water fight, but with one caveat, and, and that is weird things happen in heavyweight boxing. Weird things happen in boxing anyway. So Fury won't be underestimating this version of Derek Chisora. Yes, he's weather-worn. He's a different fighter. As Fury said, uh, I think on the on the broadcast with um, Geordie, a true Geordie from the bits that I saw, they're both different fighters now, and it'll be a different kind of fight. And there will be more risks taken by Fury. But I don't think I think Derek will find it hard to get near him. And when he is near him, he's going to have to really let his hands go. He'll have to put his head on Fury's chest and let his hands go. Um, but you know what Fury's like. He'll be fencing him around the corner, turning him around. I don't expect this fight to go longer than six or seven or eight rounds. Okay. Just lastly on this, I think also a big point that people are missing. If this was Fury saying, this could be my last fight, uh, I'm going to fight Derek Chisora and then bye. Then oh, this couldn't have been his last fight. No, no. but th this is what I'm saying. This is exactly what I'm saying. If th if this was his last fight and he was going to fight Derek Chisora and just say, right, I'm going to do this and just that's it, then the criticism is definitely more justified. But he's telling you, Frank's telling you that in February or March he's going to fight Alexander Usyk for the undisputed title. It's like people have to just treat this as a as a tick over fight a stay busy fight as as you said you can't overlook it but they this is just a, a stay busy fight it's such a big figure now it's the same problem that eddie hearn's got with anthony joshua um he's such a big figure that um he's crossed over into the mainstream you don't have three netflix series organized for yourself if you're not a huge name he's got a huge crossover appeal paris's wife is on loose women and is and is a is a is a celebrity not that they act like celebrities is a celebrity herself um the fury the fighting furies are now a kind of moniker out there um you know tommy's brother is a big figure uh, in terms of being a youtuber and an influencer and all those things and love island and all that crossover so you know you, you've got to take all those kind of things into account and 
Um, I think it's very difficult. You don't want to put him on at the O2 Arena or the, or the York Hall. I mean, you know, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be 15,000 a ticket at the York Hall if you put him on there because you'd be touching him. You could literally touch him from the balcony. So um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a problem, but it's a good problem. It's a, it's a headache, but it's a, it's a headache that any promoter would want with Tyson Fury. You know, I spoke at length with Frank Warren on Saturday night, and actually, you should look, one, if people are interested, uh, one of the things that I would listen to this week, obviously, apart from your brilliant channel, is um, <laughs> is our is our TalkSport Fight Night podcast with myself and Spencer Oliver. We had Frank Warren on for a half an hour on Saturday night, and he let rip on the situation around Conor Ben. Truly let rip. It's very, very interesting listen. Okay, okay. Definitely give that a listen. Um, but yeah, as I said, you got Alexander Usyk undisputed fight um, in February or March. First time we're going to have an undisputed champion in this division since Lennox Lewis. So there are. Listen, I'm going to do a fury on Geordie in a minute if you don't keep banging on about this. There it is. The fight's there. You know, bum dosser, all of that kind of stuff. Get on with the next question, Imar, please. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to just ask this in one go. The two, the, the two. Do it. Things... Ask it in one go. Go on. Ask it in one go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it. both sides, right, in one in one question, and then you can give your thoughts on this. Thank so, you. what Eddie and Connor are saying, the two things I've heard mostly from them are contamination and small trace levels. Okay. Now, my response, or if I was defending Connor, would be, <clears throat> if this drug stays in your system for so long, for months, which is what they're saying that scientists have told them. Yeah, 11 weeks. Why would you, so there you go. Why would you sign up for VADA testing knowing this drug is going to be in your yeah, system? Absolutely. I mean, I, it's it's difficult. It's a, it's a very valid argument. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't because you'd be stupid to do so because you, it's going to show up in your system at some point, you know? Um, so... You know, it's a valid argument from that perspective, but it is in his system and he needs to prove why it was in his system. He's given up his license. Um, he hasn't been banned or suspended. The misconduct um, charge has been upheld by the Boxing Water Control. They kept that very quiet. I spoke to you last week. I was disappointed. Eddie Hearn sent me a voice message, actually. Say, look, um, um, we didn't know that that was the situation in terms of I'm allowing Connor to to let his own information out you know i appreciated the message back from me because i did that i did an interview with you last week do you remember saying that i was staggered that eddie hearn hadn't told us when we did a yeah. an off the record sit down with him last wednesday i think it was and i appreciated that message back i mean people people have this attitude well certainly some of the comments that on on on, on ifl tv or on on social media that um you know oh you're hammering eddie hearn but when you see him, you, 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 you—I don't know what the words are. I'm not going to use the words at you, but but I'm backpedaling. I don't backpedal with him. I have a relationship with Eddie Hearn, like I do with Frank Warren. I challenged Eddie over many things um, when I sat down with him. I'd, some of the things don't add up to me. Um, in fact, I've got a series of questions here. I'm going to read to you. I'll just do this, right? Yeah. I wrote a column in the Telegraph on Saturday. Why did the BBC? Uh, be, sorry, why did the British Boxing Board of Control wait so long to make its decision to cancel the fight? Why can't a promoter such as her cancel an event without the board say so? 
this week Hearn or last week Hearn claimed he was powerless to do so contractually while Eubank was still prepared to fight where's the moral compass here in my view why did they even think they could go on with the event after the failed test even now last week why did Ben surrender his license claiming that he was not actually fully licensed with the board and that it had elapsed who are these doctors and sports scientists who gave advice to Eubank, which persuaded him that he should still fight? We need to hear from laboratory scientists, specialists in the art of detection, and those with a deep and detailed knowledge of how and why substances show up. And this, this is to your question, and a cross-section of them, of scientists. Ben could have been very unlucky. There's been talk of clomiphene being in chicken's eggs. Sports scientists, please. Um, and also about how and why it gets in there. There's a narrative here emerging, in my view, that adverse findings can just be refuted. Did the Dillian White case, where he was exonerated on the day of the fight with Oscar Rivas, set a precedent? Was Hearn pushing the board with Ben based on that case? Now, with Ben's licence surrendered, while the board investigate this misconduct charge, will Ben box elsewhere with another commission in another territory at some point? Hearn discussed all those possibilities, Umar, last week, and it is a possibility. Ben, after all, is neither banned nor suspended. Um, look, they put the argument forward that it's contamination. He did that interview with The Sun and The Times. His lawyer, Mike Morgan, is going to present this, in my view, yeah. to the board and say, look, this is what we believe has happened. Connor is not a drugs cheat. Prove that we're wrong. And I think he'll I think he'll end up getting a suspension or a ban. I think he'll serve it. I believe it. I, I reckon it will be backdated to when he was fully licensed. And then I think we'll see him back in action. It's a horrible situation for him. As I say, Matt Lawton spoke to me on Saturday night on Talk Sport and explained, you know, he went to Ben's house and the baby's running around and, and Connor was in tears. Um, and, you know, it's hard not to like Connor Ben. It's really hard. I mean, I don't mean it's difficult to like him, but I'd never have thought this was going to happen. People, the jury's out, though. People are going to suspect. People are going to say this and that forever. Um, you know, and, that, and that's just the situation. It's very unfortunate for him. Um, and he's either cheated or he hasn't. And if he hasn't, we 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 have to, you know, we have to accept that, you know. Um, but somehow or other, clomiphene got in his system, and and everybody has explained what happens with clomiphene that it's sometimes taken after a dose of testosterone or steroids. I'm not suggesting he has done that because I don't know, but it's just a horrible situation. Um, those 26 hours between Wednesday and Thursday, I think, were. Boxing was morally ravaged at that point. People were aghast. We were aghast that that fight wasn't called off straight away. And we, you know, we, we were also aghast that that fight wasn't called off when this, the second positive, at least the second positive test came up. Because you cannot go ahead in a sport like boxing when someone tests. And as Frank Warren explained to me as well, no, you pull the fight. That's what you do. You have a hearing, you have an investigation. I know that medical evidence um is uh about people's uh um what they've got in their bodies what they what you know traces and stuff is private but in those cases you need to bring it to the fore and have transparency i've said it all along full transparency okay on that note gareth a davis thank you very much for your time and no doubt we'll speak soon all right thank you okay back to tim buck too <laughs>
but I'm going to share something with y'all. That might put me in a very negative light, yeah. Relationships are not my forte. <laughs> see if someone grabbed up my wife for saying completely different ballgame. I'll walk away from me, and this has been like a therapy session. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.